0: Welcome to the LaughSpin.com podcast.
1: What's up, folks? Welcome back. LaughSpin podcast. My name is Mike with Dylan Godino, LaughSpin.com editor. What's up, pal? Not too much, what's up with you, Michael? Hey, dude, you know what? What? We're doing this a little later than usual in the week because somebody had to be all fancy and be on another podcast cheating on me.
2: Yeah, well, you know, listen, when podcast great Robert Kelly calls you and uh, asks you to join him,
1: Oh, you take the call.
2: then I take the call and I take yeah. it and I take it very seriously.
1: Yeah, you take the call. you take Bobby Kelly's podcast call seriously i'm I'm sad that I missed it. I'm more sad that I wasn't invited, <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool what happened, dude. I, 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 heard, um, I heard a little bit of an aftermath on, uh, t- he was on O&A today. And he, uh, oh, really? Yeah, talked a little bit about what happened the night before, but not too much. Would uh, it- I don't want to give too much away.
2: What did he say on
1: O&A? Something about you guys having a tasty beverage of sorts. <laughs> is that all he said? No, I know exactly what it is, but I'm, I'm teasing it so you can talk about it.
2: Oh, <laughs> that's so nice of you. So he originally called me a few weeks ago and told me that he was having a baby, which was, is very exciting because I know he was uh, trying, trying to do that. So uh, it, it worked. Yeah. So he's having a boy, and he wanted to bring together his friends, his comedian pals, who were already parents, just so they could have a special episode about uh, parenthood and 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 his his fears and his concerns, and hear from parents. And uh, sure. I, as you know, I'm a parent of, of two boys, but it kind of morphed into it, it, there was like eight guests. And there was four parents, Harris Stanton, comedian Harris Stanton, Paul Verzi, and Luis J. Gomez, and, and myself. We were uh, the parents. As part of the deal, and I guess we'll hear this next week when it, when it comes out, mm-hmm. uh, we did a little taste test. One of the things we tasted was Lewis's wife's breast milk.
1: He just had some on him, or did you drink it straight from the tap?
2: Uh, yes. She <laughs> came in. She was very gracious uh-huh uh no 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 of course not he brought in vials of uh almond milk two percent milk and then the breast milk and we were all supposed to guess it was pretty obvious but the thing is is i've i've already tasted breast milk mike
1: you have yeah i tasted my wife's okay it's uh and did you did you pony up this information yeah yeah sure and and what was what was the consensus that every, you were a freak or that you were every, you know yeah, a yeah man?
2: everybody thought i was a freak Really? I, I really, I mean, I, I honestly didn't think it was that big of a deal.
1: No, I, I wouldn't think so. I I would think, you know, even any married guy that has kids would even just by accident, you know, not even, yeah, it, not mean, even on purpose drink the breast milk, but by accident. Maybe it's in the fridge and not marked. Maybe, you know, you're getting a little crazy with the wife and then right. dribbles down.
2: Stuff <laughs> happens. Yeah. Yeah. My thing is, you know, listen... If you're you're helping your wife out, as the father, you're you're kind of readying bottles and, and you're handling it a lot. You're warming sure. it up. So I mean, at some point you're gonna say to yourself, I wonder what this tastes
1: like. Curiosity will get will get the better of you. I yeah. mean
2: it's just it's just milk for Christ's sakes.
1: Sure, sure.
2: And it's sure. not now, only is it milk, but it's incredibly nutrient-rich milk. So it's super yeah. healthy. It tastes good. It's got a bit of a crazy aftertaste. But I mean, yeah, it's...
1: I hear it's like very, it's got a weird tang to it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. At the very end, there's there's a tang to it. <laughs> um, but, going tang. Da- but going down, the best thing I could liken it to is if you ever had uh, like vanilla-flavored milk.
1: Okay, sure.
2: That's kind of what it tastes like.
1: So it, does it, ha- it has like a sweetness to it? Oh, absolutely. Really? Absolutely. Wow, I've, I've heard um, people make ice cream out of it.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's delicious. Ben and Jerry's. I remember PETA one year wanted to force Ben and Jerry's to make their ice cream out of human breast milk to make a point <laughs> that they shouldn't be
1: using, you know, animals milk, cows milk. Uh, I st dude, PETA's run by a bunch of psychopaths. I'm convinced. I'm convinced that any any serial killer of the past 40 years has once been a member of PETA.
2: Yeah, they're a lot like moveon.org. Their hearts <laughs> their their hearts are in the right place pretty right. much always. But mm-hmm. their brains are like they, they make me not like move on. To, I get emails from moveon.org. They make me hate being even slightly liberal-minded. I'm like, you guys are too fucking much. I'm going to start voting Republican always.
1: Relax, guys. <laughs> but that's cool. So how it was a, a long show? or
2: It was a pretty long show. Uh, Dan Soder and Joe List were, were there as well. Uh, wow, who, they're, house. they're not parents. But um, it was a fun time, so I, I can't wait to hear how it uh, all came out
1: yeah me me neither man i want to hear i want to hear some some best of clips on this on this program program yeah. well maybe i should just impregnate my wife so i can get invited to bobby's next podcast
2: you i mean you know do you you got to do what what you got to do buddy
1: yeah yeah i told you bob, bob the first time bob saw him uh met me uh he he compared me to a homeless person it was
2: why were you were you were dr- you ragged station. looking
1: no, I was, you know, I I was uh probably the oldest intern he'd ever seen and he uh oh oh is that and, it was that A yeah and he uh he said where'd you get this guy a bus station <laughs> it was a great fucking line <laughs> <laughs> so i uh, thought that was that was pretty funny um speaking of the the presidential election and you were talking about elections before uh we have a new old president as you put it we do yeah and stephen colbert ever the character he had a bit to say about that so should we start to show off a little audio from stephen
2: yeah i i i think we should he uh i I mean if you i don't know if if any of our listeners watched the inauguration but basically uh barack swore on three different bibles so
1: what was the reason for that like were they all stacked on top of each other i didn't watch it i don't i i honestly don't know what the
2: reason was because i i kind of tuned out
1: did Uh, did, do they do it where like he signs it with like eight different pens and like you know six of them go in the smithsonian or something I don't know. Is it, like, shit like that? Like, he's doing three different Bibles, and two of them are going to get sent to different... Eventually, one's going to be in the library that's going to bear his name?
2: I don't know. If anybody's listening to this on SoundCloud
1: right now... Yeah.
2: Type in, because you could do real-time comments while you're listening. Type in your to your comment and, and explain to us what the deal is.
1: Yeah, please. I would love to know that, because that's, that's kind of odd. But,
2: uh, but and odd indeed, and, and Colbert took offense, and so... He reacted, and, and, and this is how he reacted.
3: Well, nation, I for one will not sit idly by while Obama rubs our noses in the will of the electorate. So tonight, I am reinaugurating myself as commander in opposing the chief for an historic second term. Boys, roll out the Bibles. Brief historical note these 1700 Bibles once belonged to Lincoln, Nebraska's Red Roof Inn. (laughs) All right, here we go. Sir Dr. Stephen T. Most Deaf Colbert DFA heavyweight champion of the world do solemnly affirm that I will faithfully reject this president of the United States and will to the best of your knowledge preserve protect and defend the Constitution and ensure he is a one two-term president in sickness and in health so help me God play ball the tribe has spoken Ba-da-ba-ba-da. I'm loving it. We'll be right back.
1: Stephen Colbert, Colbert Report on Comedy Central. He called it a freaky, freaky Bible three-way. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> which is, which is a good line. But yeah. Okay. Cool. So his little comments on the the recent inauguration. Let's get to some comedy news, please. Let's do it. Comedy news. Fox is ordering Seth MacFarlane and his new show, Straight to Series, which we, we talked about this. They were accepting a pilot, and, uh, and some, you know, some things down the road look promising. Well, guess what? No pilot, necessary, straight to series. What else you got on this, sir?
2: Yeah, like you said, they got a six-episode deal for Fox just based on the pilot. So it's Seth MacFarlane and the two dudes that co-wrote Ted with him, Alex Sulkin. Mm -hmm. and uh, what's his name? Well, Wellesley Wild. Wellesley Wild. What a name that is. It's great. It's got a lot of L's in it. It's pretty pretty boss. Mm -hmm. The show is called Dads. It's a multi-camera show, which I think is interesting for Seth because Seth is super edgy, and multi-camera is usually synonymous with, not, I don't want to say cheesy, but but certainly not uh, edgy. Mm. And it's centered around two guys in their 30s who are forced to deal with their fathers who end up uh, moving in with them.
1: Hopefully, Seth will do some kind of thing where he can kind of take the multi-camera sitcom and kind of throw it on its ear because uh, it it seems like a lot of the comedies that have kind of hit lately especially as sitcoms have all been single camera uh, shows and that's kind of been the new thing and now let's see if you can kind of maybe step out of that mold a little bit so that would be interesting very cool you have others you have some other pilot news though right
2: yeah i mean you know it, it i i tend not to uh, i don't want to over report pilot season because listen i mean there's a million pilots and most of them won't see the light of day but sure you know, sure when when big players are involved i like to let people know about them so all mm-hmm. in all so far the uh, the four main networks of order 22 pilots oh my uh, god so yeah so there's, there's so there's a lot going on but jim parsons who is uh you know the big guy on um, big bang theory mm-hmm. he's developing a series based on uh a, a show called prodigies which is a youtube series that features real life child geniuses i'm not familiar with that are you
1: no i'm not but that's sounds interesting what is he gonna it's gonna be a show about kids or is it gonna be uh
2: yeah i i, I think I so guess, there's or... there's not a a ton of info out on it but uh okay he's he's developing that and uh another kind of uh big name who's in, in the pilot game this season is sean hayes mm. uh, former willing grace star he is going to uh produce and star in an upcoming comedy pilot for nbc Mm, wow. So, uh, again, there's not too much information on that one. Uh, according to Deadline.com, it's centered around Hayes, who must balance parenting, his 14-year-old daughter, who just moved in, and dealing with a new boss at work.
1: Hmm. And uh, Sean Hayes has, uh, NBC's been good to him, so let's see if the streak continues there and uh, that pilot gets picked up. So, yeah. there you go. Lowe's well, a little news from pilot season. All right, Comedy Central and Sirius XM are going to be joining forces starting the brand new Comedy Central radio set to launch in the spring. It's going to be live exclusively on Sirius XM and it's going to be added to their already robust comedy lineup, including Raw Dog Laugh USA, Blue Collar Radio, and uh, Open Anthony channel. Um, I'm trying to think about, well, of course, the Howard Stern's channels and so on and so forth i want to hear your thoughts on this but also too I, i'm interested in knowing because i, I have serious i don't know if you do but absolutely um, you do cool i know that usually what happens when they start adding channels is they usually start taking away channels maybe the not too popular ones so it's going to be i want to know which ones they're going to take away you know is this is this the is this a one-off or is there a bunch of channels that they're adding is it kind of like the pilot season for Sirius, you know yeah,
2: I. That's that. This the sense I get is that it's, uh, you know, that this is they're launching this channel. I don't think there's going to be a barrage of of new comedy channels uh, being launched. Um, I can say I uh, I got in touch with somebody at SiriusXM uh, mm-hmm. just to say, hey, what's up? Uh, and you know, the Comedy Central thing looks really cool. Uh, and in my email, I mentioned unless the comedy central thing means people are losing their jobs then boo
1: yeah 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 and
2: right. uh and he he responded uh to to the other things in my email and you know didn't uh i mean you know i don't know that he would tell me if if it meant people were losing their jobs but uh the sense i got is that people will not be losing their jobs i mean okay you know i i think it's uh i, I think it sounds great i mean you know, some people have, have beef with Comedy Central, but I I gotta say, Comedy Central, I feel, and maybe I'm naive, I'm not a comedian, uh, maybe some comedians would yell at me for for saying this, but I think they do a really great job of um, developing talent, uh, Mm -hmm. because what they have now, they have so many platforms, and they're developing, they're developing a lot of talent. You know, you look at somebody like Anthony Jeselnik, uh, you know, so that, you know development deal started you know with uh they released his first album then right. they started putting him on the roasts now mm. he has uh his own show uh right. that's you know going to debut in a, in a few months mm-hmm. um you know it's it's like a cross platform type of deal they they're pushing him out they're not just you know throwing a uh you know an album at him uh mm. and saying oh and then he put out a second album uh, just a few weeks ago so uh, it, it's kind of and and that's the case with you know a lot of um with with a lot of artists. Um, yeah,
1: the the one thing I think um they have a tough time doing is they have a tough time uh giving things uh chance to breathe. They they tend to to rush things sometimes and then maybe not give a lot of freedom and then and then axe it once it doesn't really find its niche, you know what I mean? Uh, and maybe maybe the the problem is sometimes they give half-hour shows to comedians that really only have um, a good enough time to do kind of, you know, half-hour weekly shows when maybe they should really do half-hour monthly shows. You know, maybe something a little bit different because, um, you know, it's hard. It's hard coming up with material week after week and finding good writers and finding uh, a good concept that hits, you know, that hits week after week, you know, it, uh, a couple people have really been able to strike a chord. Daniel Tosh, Dave Chappelle. I mean, these guys have really done, done a great job. Uh, Jeffrey Ross's show, the burn is fantastic. I fucking crack up at that every time. Um, this past one with, uh, Dave Attell yeah. and, um, Judah Freelander was just awesome. <laughs> just awesome. Um, you know, really, really just laugh out loud. Funny. Um, but yeah. yeah, some 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 guys they kind of need to like you said develop talent so they kind of have to ease into it, you know. Maybe some guy who's a a really big hit, a breakout star, maybe you know doesn't doesn't do well under the pressure of like I said getting that much material out on a weekly basis. You know right, what I mean? Right.
2: Yeah, I think sometimes uh it seems I, I think you're right. I think they do um you know, they may axe things uh prematurely. Uh but I I I have to think that part of their model is even if they get six episodes out Mm -hmm. of something or then that's six episodes. Like it's, it's a very new school approach. It's not, well, we're going to give this, we're going to give this young comedian a deal to do a television show. And he is going to become a television star for comedy central. I think it's more like we are going to give him six episodes of a show that are going to hit hard, hit quick with the exact demographic that it needs to hit with. Mm. And if it's popular enough, we'll do another six episodes. And if it's not, well, that's six, that's, that's six episodes of national televised exposure for that young comedian. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have them, we, you know, we have them locked into an album deal or you know we'll we'll segue we'll do something else with him so yeah. I, I i think that's uh i mean again i'm not a television exec but i have to imagine that that's that's like this jeff ross thing not that he's a young comic but if it only lasted for one season whatever they uh-huh. call a season which i think was what
1: six episodes six or eight yeah, something, something like that. that
2: if it only lasted for six or eight episodes then you know then then so be it so right. jeff's you know, profile rose a little bit. Uh, maybe he could, you know, charge a little bit more on the road. Um, you know, because of his his profile, you know, constantly rising. Um, but people seem to really like it, and so it's going to – but I doubt – I mean, if it ends after this season, I won't at all be surprised.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic, too, because you have to – you know, it, it's almost like, oh, that show never really got a shot. It got canceled. Well, maybe no. Maybe it didn't get canceled. Maybe the comedian himself said, himself said you know what? Six episodes is enough. I'm done. Right. Like, Like, you know, that's good. Uh, that's good. I put my mark out there. I put it on my – I can put it on my resume moving on, you yeah. know? So maybe that, you know, you never know because it's it's kind of a different story. But then you look at something like David tells uh, Dave's old porn on Showtime. Yeah, I think the the sep- the the uh, space in between seasons was almost a year yeah and i think that was i think that was a tells doing you know i think he was he was like you know you know what, i don't want to overdo it or that's just how showtime rolls or whatever like you know you know how I, I don't know i don't know what the deal is with that but it's almost like oh it's coming back great that's awesome it's like a surprise you know you you kind of thought it was going to be a one-off thing and then it turned into two seasons now which is which is fun so you know who knows it, it's 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 kind of a it's kind of a weird dynamic but the point is Comedy Central uh, joining forces with SiriusXM, XM. They're going to have another avenue for them to uh, develop young talent and to showcase some of their some of the old favorites. Uh, and that'll be coming to your radio dial this spring on Sirius. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld is going to what this sentence is hilarious. Jerry, <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld will collaborate on hip hop album. There is a sentence I thought I would never say in my entire <laughs> Entire life <laughs> yep um, what please explain yeah this is uh let me let me read
2: directly from uh the post i wrote the other day okay. so having conquered the world of stand-up comedy sitcom television most recently web series it makes sense that jerry seinfeld would embark on another on another journey to further his artistic reach in a somewhat surprising move however it seems the iconic comedian is delving into the world of hip-hop it's totally true with a little nudging from his wife, Jessica, the 58-year-old comic is set to collaborate with Wale, the well-respected Nigerian-American, on his upcoming album, on his upcoming album about nothing. Okay. So, apparently, this guy, Wale, very well-respected uh, hip-hop artist, um, I believe he's from Washington, May- I th- Washington, Philly area, uh, he was a huge Seinfeld fan. Uh, in fact he uh in 2008 he released uh something called the mixtape about nothing uh which was filled with seinfeld samples lyrics and title track names inspired by seinfeld episodes and julia louis dreyfus uh who obviously played elaine on seinfeld made an appearance on that album so apparently um jerry's wife uh is a big fan of this guy and and she knew of of this connection and apparently, this dude wants to collaborate with Jerry, and 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 he's gonna do it.
1: Wow. Okay, so here we go. You want to see Seinfeld on a on a hip hop album? Here, here's your chance. If you don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> then you're then you're normal. <laughs> this this sounds ridiculous. I'm sorry. I know Seinfeld. This will never get back to Seinfeld. But this sounds ridiculous.
2: I mean, it sounds. I, I agree. I think it sounds ridiculous. I think. Um, I think it's going to be okay. I don't okay. think
1: I, I think it's going <laughs> to be okay. Everything's going to be you sound like you're reassuring me. It's going to be
2: okay. You know why? Because I don't think Jerry would do anything uh to fuck up his reputation and not that I know a lot about this Wale guy, but he's not if there's such thing in like I don't know. I'm 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 white as white can be if anybody has any f- more information on this dude, let me know. But it seems to me <laughs> he's kind of like he's got indie cred. He's not okay. like a flashy hip-hop artist. He's a guy okay. who is uh kind of innovative and very musical and and does and does interesting things. Uh and uh in, in other words, I don't think Jerry would be like, you know, teaming up with uh Diddy or Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne, right. <laughs> so <laughs> all right whatever god bless god <laughs> bless you jerry
1: god bless him god bless his heart speaking of music and a little bit better on the uh you know potentially awesome scale uh tenacious d announcing plans for a comedy music fest this sounds fucking awesome i have one problem with this and i'll tell you what it is i know what it is what is it you have no idea do you know what it is Oh uh,
2: no I thought you were gonna say it's it's your problem is that it's in LA and we're not well that in is LA. The,
1: that is part of the problem okay the the location is my problem uh, okay. because I don't think it's going where they're having it I don't think they're gonna be able to fit the, the number of people that they want to come out to this thing this this sounds amazing they've reached out to all these musical acts to have this music comedy fest um, they've reached out to you know um, not even not only comedians but musicians that are also comedians and vice versa and whatever um, flight of the Concords that Alfanacis, Spinal Tap, Eric Idle, Neil Hamburger, Tim and Eric, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the guys from Mr. Show, fucking goddamn dude, everybody. Uh just just Tenacious D, Spinal Tap and and uh Lonely Island too. Yeah. Um and but Tenacious D and, Tenacious D and Spinal Tap alone would be fucking amazing, an amazing that, show to see. <laughs> that they should I mean, they should fucking tour. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If those two people are on the bill alone, because they want to have it on the Santa Monica Pier, which for those that have ever been to L.A. or know the Santa Monica Pier, it's just not big enough. Like, it's a big big place, but there's a fucking roller coaster on the goddamn thing. And (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to be able to fit all of the people that are are going to want to see it. Uh, You know, I, I guarantee a lot of people will be watching with binoculars from the beach because... It's just, it, that just sounds awesome. It just sounds like a really cool thing. It's tentatively scheduled for October 19th. Um, I I kind of hope this goes on tour a little bit and it gets bigger than it is. And I kind of hope, if anything, it moves to something like the the Hollywood Bowl or something because I, I think more people deserve to see a ticket like this. This is awesome. Um, t- uh, Jack Black was was talking to Rolling Stone about it and he says, he's no no guarantee on who's going to be on the bill. It may just be Tenacious D and Weird Al but that's even that by itself that's it's that would great. be fine <laughs> yeah that would be great <laughs> that would be great so uh look look for more on that um and and lastly in the the music department uh two more music labels getting are getting into the business of comedy now uh i want i want to hear what you have on this but um there has been a little bit of a shake up in the in the in the music world as far as a lot of people kind of eating each other and now the the big names are are getting less and less i think it was the big five and now i think it's the big three or some shit because a couple of them have sold out so what's so what's going on in the in the uh, music label uh of the comedy business going
2: i think this is really interesting this is a uh, this is a trend that i've uh definitely been keeping track of the last few years where more and more music labels are signing well established or upcoming comedian. So Mm. uh in in the latest and and I and by the way, before I get into this, I think this is just another uh it's another piece of proof that the comedy world is in such a great place that places that have nothing to do with comedy are their eyes are open and they're like, shit. Yeah. People love comedy. There's all types of comedy. There's niche comedy. It's it's just it, it's it, there's there's punk rock comics that basically have that sort of work ethic uh mm-hmm. where it, it's not just uh comedians who are doing traditional stand-up comedy clubs. So, mm-hmm. uh with that said, Kurt Braunaller and Eric Griffin both signed uh to music labels. So Kurt is doing um he's he signed to kill rock stars which very very long-running well-respected in indie rock label sleeter Kinney, Elliott smith the decemberists uh were, were, have all been part of uh, kill rock stars uh and kurt as you know his star is rising he's the uh, the host of ifc's uh, crazy game show bunk yes and, love that show and really uh, funny Ar- and eric griffin is uh as uh do you watch workaholics
1: uh yes yeah, in fact um maybe interviewing those guys uh, coming up so yeah I've been I've been catching up on it because I've I I've been slacking so yeah
2: very cool yeah so and he so he plays Montez Walker on uh, Workaholics nice uh, so his star is 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 rising as well so he's he signed to Side One Dummy Records uh and his album Technical Foul Volume One is coming out March twelfth. Uh, they're really known for you know punk bands like Anti Flag and Flogging Molly. I remember back in my uh, music review day, re- reviewing days, I, I reviewed a Flogging Molly album, and uh, that was the first time I heard of uh, Side One Dummy Records. Nice. So uh, Kurt's album has yet to be recorded, so that's happening. You can go to laughsman.com for the details on that, but he's recording it uh, over four shows, free shows in Seattle and Portland. Um, but again, these uh, you know it's 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 a trend. It's it's uh, Brian Possein Uh, In recent years, he signed to uh, Relapse Records, who they're mostly known for, like, death metal and grindcore. Nice. Uh, In 2011, Doug Stanhope signed to uh, Roadrunner Records. Mm -hmm. Jim Florentine and Don Jameson are on Metal Blade. And Sub Pop, they've, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, but I think they've they've been releasing comedy longer than any other music label. Uh, That sounds about right, yeah. I mean, they made, obviously they made Nirvana famous, but they've been putting out you know Patton oswald david cross eugene merman and flight of the concords for
1: years yeah they kind of uh along with you know when they started really breaking out with uh, nirvana they they kind of went into a lot of different alternative ways and i think uh and comedy has been right up there with them so yeah definitely
2: so um i think it's great congrats to eric and kurt uh i i hope the albums do really
1: well cool man yeah i think um you know i i it, it seems like and and you tell me because it seems like you've you've been following this a lot closer than i have but just just uh at at face value, it seems it seems like a lot of these uh, these labels are trying to get guys that are funny, uh, witty, but also smart about the music that they represent on their label, so they can kind of cross promote when it comes to uh, albums they may like that are still on the same label that they can kind of talk about, or even you know if they need them uh, you know a lot, I know a lot of comedians um, will sometimes will introduce bands during shows on the road, so right. they can kind of have a have an outlet for uh you know their their comedians that are on their label to do things for their label uh not just release albums you know other venues for them you know and and also too i think it's a marriage for the comedians to be able to utilize maybe an album's contacts for better gigs bigger venues so on and so forth
2: yeah i mean i i I Yeah, I, I, I would imagine that that's, that's definitely part of uh, you know the, the process of signing these guys.
1: Right. So, very cool. Yeah, and I uh, hope that their, uh, their debut on the new album works out for them. Speaking of albums, Chris Hardwick has a new album out, Mandroid. And we have a track for you. What is this called? Ghost Hunters? Ghost Hunters. Okay, here you go.
0: Yeah, as much as I love sci-fi and fantasy and all that stuff, I still am baffled by the proliferation of ghost hunting shows that have taken over cable television. Every channel has a ghost hunting show suggesting that there is in fact life after death. Uh, I have a question for you, a logical one. If there were life after death, don't you think that would make the news? Sure it would, that's a news story. You wouldn't find out about it on the travel channel. That's like, that is front page news. You wouldn't be able to get away from it. We'd be freaking out. You'd turn on CNN and be like, this is Whoop Blitzer tonight in the Situation Room. Now there's fucking ghosts, run! Like, someone would say something. It wouldn't be a bunch of ex-sports bar bouncers bumbling their way through an abandoned hospital with a shaky night vision camera, freaking out about everything. Bro, did you you blow my neck? My arm just got cold, bro. I just saw a thing move, bro. Oh, bro, so cold, bro. So cold, bro. And every ghost that they're hunting on those shows are like 100 years old plus. Have you ever noticed that? There's no new ghosts. Is the ghosthood process that red tapey that it takes about a century for the paperwork to go through? Like, what? Why... They, they always go to some manor house and a woman's like, well, in 1884, a little girl died outside in a well. And now at 3 a.m., you can hear little wet footsteps in the hallways. Like, you never hear them say, in 1984, a young man died on the Sunset Strip. And now at 3 a.m., you can hear the rattling of a chain wallet on acid-washed jeans. <laughs> As a side note, do you think Patrick Swayze now goes up behind people in pottery classes and hugs them just to crack up other ghosts? Mm-hmm.
1: Very cool. Chris Hardwick and his new album, Mandroid, out now. And uh, that was Ghost Hunters, one of, his, one of the tracks off his new album. That's, that's really funny, dude. Fucking the Patrick Swayze line was great. <laughs> love it (laughs) uh and lastly oh i know actually yeah before i got i got one more piece of audio but before that um the south park creators you know them trey parker matt stone guess what they're doing i wish i wish i knew them personally so do i i would love to fucking hang out with those guys they seem like a blast south park creators are going to be launching their own production studio it is a 300 million dollar Production studio—that's what it's valued at—and you know these guys are just raking it in 1.5 million every week from Broadway, courtesy of Book of Mormon. That's just awesome, and uh, you know South Park's still kicking it and going strong, very, very strong. And now they're r- doing their own production studio. What is the plan for this production studio, sir?
2: They—they're—they're they're casting their net really wide. They're—they're—they're they're, they're gonna try to you know foster projects that span television, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, theater they're going to do you know probably more theater and movies and the first thing that they're going to do is a film adaptation of you guessed it book of mormon
1: nice nice so that will uh, definitely rake in some more some more dough for them um hey if you want to cast your net a little wide you and get to the podcast area you know we could help you out we can help you out guys just saying yeah tossing it out there you know i'm 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 willing to to help you out no problem (laughs) uh but this has been going on for two years man this is something that they've been planning for a while and uh that sounds i mean it sounds great it's it's the obvious next step and not only that with something like this if they have their own production studio which they put their hard-earned money into they really have nobody to answer to i mean they can kind of write their own. They can kind of write their own ticket at Comedy Central at this point. I mean, some of the shit you see on South Park, you're like, how the fuck are they getting away with this? <laughs> um, and and it's great. And but now, really, with this own, with this new production studio, they can really do whatever they want, and that is dangerous and fantastic for all of us. So good luck to the boys. Definitely looking forward to that adaptation of Book of Mormon because uh, I think you have to get tickets like nine years in advance at this point. It's crazy. You know, like eight hundred bucks a pop which sucks (laughs) uh okay we're gonna end things off with uh, a very cool bit here before i do that though i want to i want to mention something um last week uh last week we had uh talked about i i did a i recently did an interview with jim jeffries about his new show legit on fx last week what we taped before the show premiered got to finally uh, see the first episode fucking great really really good if you haven't seen it Check out legit. It's on Wednesday nights. Uh, on FX. It's really, really good. He takes uh, the one. The, his pilot episode was about the the story about um taking his friend's brother with MS to see a hooker, which is a fucking great, great bit and a and a great story on stage, but. You know, taking something as crazy and as kind of disgusting and funny as that and turning it into an actually heartwarming episode. It was. It was funny, but yet heartwarming at the same time. It was amazing. I've, I never thought that that would be possible. I thought it was just going to be kind of like a total goof thing. But, right. dude, it knocked it out of the park, man. Congrats to Jim. I think this is going to be a great show. I'm really looking forward to tonight's episode, actually, which will be on very, very shortly, right after we get right. out, out, done with this podcast and uh, oh
2: shit that's right that means new archer too yeah
1: dude oh, archer was fucking great too yeah archer was great. archer was great too but i was very pleasantly surprised and 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 thankful that J- jim jeffrey show was the pilot was just fantastic um if you haven't checked it out do so it, it, I'm, I'm telling you it's really really good really good job jim nice job all right um okay so before we go got a little audio here this is very cool too this is a a piece what what is this because it's like a cartoon like the youtube video is like a cartoon or whatever yeah so this uh this uh oh. it's 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 chris rock talking about how eddie murphy discovered him and it's just but it, the whole thing's done in like an animation but i don't know who does it and what's the what's the deal with this is this something is this something new it it seems like this is like a subscription thing like they do they kind of do this a lot right uh, yeah, I don't
2: I honestly don't know much about the people. It's it's a company called Tweary Sports. Okay. TWIRI Sports. Uh-huh. Uh so uh, I contacted the guy because I wanted to know like where does this audio come from and he told me that this was from an interview about 6 years ago, I believe he told me. Mm. Well, the- um so it's so the, so the audio is 6 years old, yeah. but uh it's 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 still really cool. So yeah, if you go to laughsman.com, You'll see the animation, but um, it's basically a three-minute story of Chris Rock explaining how Eddie Murphy um, discovered him. There you go.
0: Ladies and gentlemen.
4: Yeah. Eddie Murphy. I used to totally want to be Eddie Murphy. I made my my parents get me red leather pants for Christmas, and we couldn't afford the jacket, so I used to wear a red goose down with red leather pants. (laughs) I hadn't even passed auditions at the comic strip. I was there to stack chairs. And sometimes they would let me go on stage if I stacked enough chairs. (laughs) So it was about 10 o'clock on a Saturday night, and I look in the balcony, and it is Eddie Murphy. And it ain't the Eddie Murphy that you see today. It is Eddie Elvis Murphy. The baddest man to ever tell a joke. (laughs) Eddie said to one of the club owners, any black comedians up tonight? There were no black comedians up that night. So they introduced me to Eddie and he said, when you're going on kid, you know, I'm not on tonight. And Eddie goes, put him on next. Mr. Chris Rock. Now I'd never been on before two o'clock in the morning ever. I went on and he laughed. I heard the eh, 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 in the back. <laughs> it's actually one of the greatest moments of my life was making him laugh. Eddie said, hey, what are you doing? Hang out with us. Okay, we're going to L.A., you should hang. I'd never been on a plane, never stayed at a hotel. Just be at LaGuardia in the morning, around 8. I get to LaGuardia, Eddie Murphy shows up in a limousine. There's a ticket for me on the (laughs) plane. I'm in L.A. He had to do some reshoots on Cop, and one of his managers just made a part for me. It was the parking valet at the Playboy Mansion. Quiet, it, it was just unbelievable. Action. The car pulls up, and I start ad-libbing. I've never done a movie. And I'm like, yo, 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 yo. I, I started, like, this really bad B-boy thing, Cut. and Eddie pulls me to the side. Hey, 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 you're not going to want that the first time you're in a movie. Trust me. Take it down a little bit. You'll thank me later. And he did save my life, because it would have probably either got cut out of the movie or something I'd be totally embarrassed about today. Are you ready? Please welcome Mr. Chris Brown! It's a charmed life, isn't it?
1: So there you go, a little bit of... Audio from Chris Rock talking about how Eddie Murphy discovered him. That's really cool, man. That is a great story, and uh, and a, a neat little animation too that goes along with it. So check it out. Laughspin.com. All right, pal. What do you say? We hit the road. Let's get, let's get out of here.
2: Do it. You guys, if you feel like it, email me at dylan at laughspin.com. If you've listened to the end, drop me a line. And tell me that you've, you listen to the end and we'll shout you out. Mike is really good at uh, giving people some creative, uh, fun shout outs. And uh, leave a, a review on iTunes. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, uh, that, mm-hmm. would nice. that would be
2: very nice. If you're listening to us on SoundCloud, uh, leave some comments there. We would love to know uh, what you think and uh that's about it follow us on twitter laughspincom we're on uh, tumblr and um facebook and all that good stuff
1: cool man and i am on mastersofnone.com my other podcast kicking back up again we uh we were taking a little bit of a hiatus but now we're uh we're back we're around we're on a little vacay but now we're back and and doing it doing it live we'll do it live, uh, do, it live. do it live we'll do it live uh, again, thank you very much. Uh, also, can't can't uh, can't end without mentioning allthingscomedy.com. allthingscomedy.com. We are part of the All Things Comedy Network and uh, all the wonderful podcasts that are on allthingscomedy.com. Uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate you listening, and we'll see you next week. Last been podcast. See you.